Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I play Tam Rivor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of The Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 12, Victory and Death. Uh, This is not only Part 4 of the Siege of Mandalore, but the series finale of The Clone Wars. Um, After 12 years, amazingly, since the... Clone Wars movie came out. Um, We have finished the series, uh, but there's more to come, and I'll get to that at the end of the episode. Uh, But like the rest of uh, The Siege of Mandalore, it's written by Dave Filoni. This episode is directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. And it's really amazing. This, This is it. This wraps up a story that you know, while Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting in Revenge of the Sith, that this is going on and bringing everything to a conclusion with the characters that we followed. And just amazing shout out to Dave Filoni for being able to wrap it up in this way. In some ways, the Clone Wars had three series finales, but you know, through Disney Plus, they were able to bring proper closure to it, and couldn't think of a better way to bring this part of Ahsoka and Rex's story to an end. Um, but let's just get right into it. Uh, the episode felt you know, it was felt smaller and more personal than the rest of the Siege of Mandalore parts. So uh, this may be a quicker review than the other ones, um, just because the, you know, the set pieces were were few. Um, but uh, I love how we start off with the, the music over, you know, the original Lucasfilm and the Clone Wars logo, and seeing the uh, Republic cruiser in hyperspace. Uh, the music by Kevin Kiner, like throughout the series and especially the Siege of Mandalore. That's just been amazing. Uh, but here, uh, it was a redo of uh, the music that played over Qui-Gon Jinn's funeral pyre in The Phantom Menace. So, you know, it kind of bookended the, the prequels for us here. <clears throat> and then we get reminded that the clones are trying to break into the medical bay um, where Ahsoka has taken out Rex's um, inhibitor chip. <clears throat> um, when I went back and watched last episode and this episode to, re- to get ready for the review, uh, I was watching with little Han and he was just amazed by the, the concept of the chip. He's like, well, what does it look like? I was like, well, it's kind of, you know, not exactly a chip. It's more organic. Um, and, and it's in all the clones. Yeah. 
Well, except for Boba, probably. So, yeah, I think that really fascinated him at his age that, you know, he could have, that the clones could be engineered that way to be able to obey command. And, of course, in the movies, when we watched those years ago, we, we just, you know, they mentioned it in Attack of the Clones that they obey commands without hesitation, but, you know, the fact that it explored the house and the wise in the series was nice. Uh, so, Silk and Rex trying to get out. They've got their, their droids, GG, R7, and Cheap, helping them out right now. And it comes back later, but, you know, they, they keep saying they don't want to kill. They just want to get out of there. Um, also wanting to get out of there is Maul, um, who's still just menacing his way through the hallways. And he's got, um, if you remember from last episode, um, the one clone who got his arm cut off, um, Maul took his wrist communicator, so he's at least keeping tabs on what's going on. And, um, of course, Maul take, just uses the force to destroy the hyperdrive and force the uh, Republic cruiser out of hyperspace. And you get, like, the red flashes in the blue lanes of hyperspace that we also saw in Rebels. Um, to demonstrate you know, how something's forced out of um, out of hyperspace back into real space, <clears throat> especially based on what we've found out. If you started reading the High Republic series, uh, this foreshadowed the Great Disaster. Well, even though it took place you know, a couple of hundred years before this, for us it foreshadowed what we would see with the Great Disaster with. Um, the legacy run breaking apart in hyperspace and uh, the emergences. If you haven't read High Republic, uh, it's it's great. I've done a couple of book reviews for that, but everything they've been putting out is incredible work, and uh, the whole situation surrounding the Great Disaster is, of course, amazing. So the cruiser is crippled. They're um, heading straight toward a moon. There's nothing they can do about it. Uh, so Zoka and crew are heading to the hangar bay to find something to just get out of there. And uh, so basically the rest of the episode takes place in the hangar bay. Um, the, I mean, the standoff is so tense because it's just, yeah, well, the two humanoids and the three droids against every clone on the ship who are subject to Order 66. Um, and just a stunning visual of all the clones, especially the ones with who have painted their helmets uh, to represent Ahsoka's legion. Uh, Jesse at the lead. Um, and then we, and we get the amazing scene in the control room where Rex and Ahsoka are debating. And, and that's just amazing animation when she takes Rex's helmet off and he, he can't look at her. It's like, 
it's almost like I'm just a clone. I'm not strong enough to do this. And she tells him he is a good soldier. Also, the her philosophy of we're not going to kill anybody. They may be willing to die, but we're not going to do it. Um, you know, because we got to see over the course of the whole series her attachment and you know, friendship with these clones. Whereas, you know, in the movies, we we saw that, the, you know, like Obi-Wan and Yoda were, um, the, you know, I guess they understood the, uh, this is wrong, the Jedi don't do this, but we still need to do it, kind of leadership um, when they were generals. But as soon as Order 66 happens, you know, they, they're in survival mode, so they'll, they'll take out any clones they need to. I guess being so young, you know, Ahsoka just didn't see it that way throughout the series. So that's a nice contrast, just how they want to handle this. <clears throat> and as they're doing the, um, kind of the decoy situation with uh, Rex pretending he captured Ahsoka, you know, talking about the, like, you're in violation of Order 66. Well, what is the meaning of Order 66? Like, Is it just the Jedi who, who committed treason according to Darth Sidious? Is it anyone who helps the Jedi? So it was a nice conversation between Jesse and Rex as far as the interpretation of the Order. And, you know, of course, it's okay not technically being a Jedi since she left the Order. Um, anyway, so the, uh, that doesn't work, of course. So, um, th you know, things get chaotic. Um, there was a cool move that since some of the clones were on the um, parts of the hangar bay that fell down, um, they were able to drop them down and take out most of the force non-lethally. And then, of course, Maul shows up. And, um, you know, he gets the one the one ship they see in the hangar bay. Um, yeah, I, I did like the parallel. You've got Ahsoka you know, trying to use the force to stop Maul. Uh, and Ray did the same with the transport in The Rise of Skywalker. Of course, you know, Ray goes overboard and uses Force Lightning to destroy it, but Ahsoka, you know, she lets him go. You know, she's more concerned about Rex. And Maul escapes, goes into hyper hyperspace, and, like, in canon you know the next time we see him is solo but he may show up in the next series we'll see shout out to sam whitworth for a great job i hope we get more of him uh so while rex and ahsoka are trying to escape she does that awesome spin move with the lightsabers uh, to cut the circle on the floor so they'll just drop down 
and and then you're like, oh yeah, that's where they sent the clones. So they're down there, um, on the secondary level of the hangar bay. And uh, kind of quick moment of silence for the droids who were so helpful, but um, yeah, they were they were taken out by the clones because again, interpretation of Order sixty six, they were they were helpful helping the treason. And, uh, you know, I th thought it was pretty awesome to use a Y-Wing to escape. Um, you know, because we, we saw them here and there in the series, but you're like, oh yeah, the Y-Wing, it was a Clone Wars era ship. And, you know, they talked more about that in um, Rebels. But, just, you know, just the visual of the Y-Wing, like, flying out of the decaying ship. And the whole, you know, escape was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I liked when Ahsoka threw, it used the force to push Rex over to the ship. And of course, it detaches sooner than she can get to it. And so he has to find her, you know, falling amongst the smoke and debris. That is beautiful animation there, as it has been this whole, this, um, this whole uh, Siege of Mandalore. And, you know, I did like the callback to the first episode of the siege where Ahsoka's running on top of the ship that's going down and, and trying to keep up with, um, in this case, the Y-Wing so that she can hop on. Uh, so they're away safe. Um, the ship crashes and uh, farewell to Jesse and the other clones in her, her battalion. And um, one thing that was really powerful here, you know, it's just the Kevin Kiner music. I mean, there's more dialogue for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it was just about, you know, salvaging what they could get out of the ship um, so they, they can leave. And then taking time to, of course, bury and honor the dead. Um, you know, hence the victory and death title talked a little bit with little Han about that while we were watching it um, how you can you know be victorious and not make it but yeah um, but this you know the, the Clone Wars proper and you know Soka's journey at this point conclude in a honorable way with paying tribute to those who helped her in her journey. But she's ready to take her next step, so is Rex. And uh, we do get the little epilogue uh, where, you know, sometime later the Empire is salvaging the area and uh, Vader is there and finds the lightsaber that Ahsoka left behind. Of course he recognizes it. He also probably sees Mariah up in the sky. And you know, there's the debate, you know, how long after the Clone Wars did this take place? Um, I mean, based on the fact they've already got 
you know, the snowtroopers and the stormtroopers and the, the Imperial shuttle and everything looks like we know it from the original trilogy. See, I think it takes place during the second season of Rebels because, you know, some people think, oh, he went back just a few years later to confirm that she died or whatever, or has suspicions that she's not. Um, but I keep thinking, like, when he first encounters Ahsoka through the Force in Rebels, and he says the apprentice lives, I think it was after that that he went to the crash site to, you know, confirm. Um, probably didn't go back before then. So he probably went there to confirm, oh, well, I guess she did survive. But it was just, <clears throat> it was a nice way to have an epilogue to it and, you know, take us into the Imperial era. And, of course, the last shot of the, you know, cracked, snow-covered clone trooper helmet and Vader walking away in the reflection. Um, but that was the Clone Wars. <clears throat> just... An amazing series. Uh, there are so many who grew up on it. And, you know, that was the introduction to Star Wars. And, you know, it doesn't matter how you got started. Right? You, you could be like me. I'm year old enough to remember the original trilogy in the theater. Or you started with the prequels. You started with the sequel trilogy. It could be like Lil Han. He started with... Freemaker Ventures and Rebels. And it doesn't it doesn't matter. We're all Star Wars fans. And, you know, this especially this last season paid tribute to all of us. Um, who've been so loyal to it. Uh, but we are not done because uh, the Bad Batch is coming up. <clears throat> um uh, if you're listening to this, clearly I re-recorded this series finale review way later than it aired. Um, so uh, the advantage of that is get to include a Bad Batch preview because as of this recording, it's coming out the following Tuesday, uh, the first episode is. And <clears throat> just based on the trailer, we're going to get, we're going to see Rex. Um, but the Bad Batch, of course, Crosshair... Echo, Hunter, Tech. Yeah, I forgot one of the names. Uh, the big dude. <laughs> anyway, um, so we get to see, like, you know, what the early Empire used the clones for, and, um, you know, how they transitioned into stormtroopers. Um, That's going to be really fascinating. We're not exactly sure how big the series is yet. Um, and we know it's a 70-minute pilot. There's more episodes to come after that. But, you know, whether it is um, one season or more, well, we'll have to find out. And I'm 
looking it's gonna bother me so I'm looking up uh, hunter tech crosshair wrecker and echo all right so there's the bad batch we're gonna follow them um, oh yeah before I forget um, shout out to Ashley Eckstein for her amazing work as Ahsoka on the Clone Wars hope we see her again uh, but Deep Bradley Baker, who of course voiced all the clones, um, you know, he, he did a great job here, and he's carrying the carrying the load for the Bad Batch. So, I mean, it's just amazing. It's like it's, it's the same character; it's a clone of the same person, but he manages to give them all personality. So, I can't wait to get um, get more of that from him. Uh, and we get uh, General Tarkin, uh, well, Moff Tarkin at the time. Um, be interesting to see if uh, we get Vader or Palpatine at all, and to what extent. Uh, are we going to see Proto Rebellion, <clears throat> Impus Nest, something like that? Finnick Shand, we get. Um, uh, Ming Na Wen is voicing her. We get more of that amazing character from The Mandalorian. Uh, you know, by itself should be a fun series, and it'll probably tease some stuff we're going to get in other realms. Uh, but we'll be reviewing those. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but thank you for listening to this review of The Clone Wars. And I uh, look forward to um, having, having you join me for The Bad Batch. And beyond that, because there's so many like live-action series coming. Uh, but you can follow me on social media at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Uh, you can listen to all the previous Radio Dakar episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Apple, Google, and most major podcast platforms. Again, thank you for listening. We'll see you for more Star Wars soon, and may the Force be with you.